expect to be waited on home for 20 minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we'll take more of your phone calls. No, we won't. Hey, it's Adam Sank. And if you like my radio show, you'll love my comedy album, Adam Sank, live from the Stonewall Inn. <gasps> oh my goodness. What? Fellatio? Really? Available on Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. Get ready for comedy. Almost horny. Politics. The gay spin on the story was like, Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan. I don't follow this shit. ADD Jeff. Fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. And by my apartment, I mean my bed. <laughs> and poetry. Hotter than Vesuvius, more well-endowed than the Mastodon. It's the Adam Sank Show on Derek and Romaine 2.0. And for the next hour, you're in the ass. Oh, and now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Yes! Oh my God, that's so loud. Hold on, let me turn myself down. Uh, this is Adam Sank. You are listening to The Adam Sank Show live. We are live, live, live today, Sunday, September 10th, 2017. You guys, we have been off for three weeks. The last three shows have been pre-recorded and... Um, so we're finally back. We're in this beautifully cool studio. My shirt is off, and I'm actually chilly, Jeff. My nipples are hard. I know. It's nice in here for once, for a change. I don't feel like I'm in a sweatshop any longer. It's gorgeous. The, the weather here is beautiful. Not so for the rest of the country. I want to um, give a shout-out and really send my prayers and best wishes to um, all my friends and family and any listeners who are in Florida right now, particularly in the Keys or the western part of the state, and also those in Houston affected by Harvey. It's just been such a fucking shitty couple weeks, and um, there's millions of people affected. It, it really does kind of make you feel guilty when you're in a place like New York City where we've had just perfect weather, um, and knock wood. I mean, that can always change, but uh, I just don't know how people get through it, and especially when they get battered over and over and over again. Um, if, by chance, any of you are in Florida right now, and you're shuttered up in your home... Um, or you just got out of there, you just evacuated, please give us a call at 844-TALK-DNR. We would love to hear uh, how you are, where you are, uh, what you did to prepare. And um, if you're if you're riding out the hurricane and you're in some boarded up home, you have nothing else to do but listen to this stupid show. So you might as well call us. And that goes for the rest of you. 844-TALK-DNR. This is open phones day. I really want to hear from people. I don't care what you have to talk about. I don't care when you call. We will take your call. Except during the second half of the show when because that's when we have our our phone guest and that that guest hold on to your tits is going to be sam provenzano now who is sam provenzano you say i don't say that i know who it is okay he is from logos finding prince charming if anyone remembers that uh, reality dating show that aired exactly a year and two days ago was the premiere sam stood out among all the rest of the suitors. He's the only one anyone remembers, even though he was only on three episodes. I don't know about that. Uh, I Who do you remember more than Sam? The other short guy that was always Oh, happy. Robbie? Yeah, yeah Robbie. Robbie was a clown, and he was definitely the, the sort of the com- comic relief of the show. But Sam and Chad, to a lesser extent, brought the drama. And Sam is famous or infamous for uh, his very dramatic exit, which included his spitting on fellow contestant Dylan. And we're going to talk to him about that. We're going to get the dirt. We're going to spill the tea. We're going to hear all about his experience on the show and what he really thought of Robert Sepulveda. I was so disappointed when that ended up being the person they picked for the first, you know, gay dating show. Right. Or gay bachelorette sort of. He was so boring. The thing is, he wasn't boring. If he had been real and been like, hey, guys, I'm a hooker. Right. You know, like, I've done this and I've had this dirty thing. Like, if he were just like a real person... I would have been like, cool. I would have preferred they didn't pick a hooker. Well, I don't care about that. I don't judge hookers, but he was but he was so phony. He was like, I just am an old-fashioned guy. Jesus. I believe in romance. I want the white picket fence. And it's like, no, that's not who you are. So it, the whole show was such a train wreck, and we'll talk about that. But, um, but, yeah, so we're talking to Sam on the phone for the second half of the show. I feel like we have a lot of catching up to do. 
Um, oh, I want to also remind you guys that there is now a Facebook page for The Ass. The Ass has its own Facebook page. If you just type at Adam Sank Show into your Facebook browser, you'll find it very easily. Please like it. Please comment. Please review it. Review the show. Leave your feedback, etc. Um, but I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you three. It's true. Meaning... Uh, Jeff, JB, and Katie. Also, we have uh, Gwen. Gwen is a new intern, and uh, they are working with us as well. Um, so first, I want to start out by reviewing last week's show, The Best of Ass. I didn't listen, did you? I, You know, Jeff, I have a bone to pick with you. I what? feel like you. not only do you never listen to this show, but you never post about it. You never oh. respond to it when I tag you. Shade. P- no, it's true, Derek. No, that is true. It, you're, you're a co-host. Okay. It's time to, okay. to step up your game and help uh, promote the show and be part of the ass family. Okay. Okay. That's so I listened several times, and um, and JB and Katie did an amazing job of editing it together. We stuffed like five different segments into one hour show. But I was very disappointed in myself. Why? Because I sounded like I was in a coma. I was literally like, hey, it's Adam. Welcome to the best of ass. We have some great <laughs> segments for you. No. <laughs> Now I'll have to go back and listen. I was like, back on June 23rd, we had Glenn Scarpelli take a listen. Like I sounded I don't remember you being so like that unenthused. When we recorded it. And the fact is, we had. So what we normally do here is we do an hour live, and then we do an hour taped to air the following week. That day, we did both those things, and then we had to do the third hour, right. which was best of ass. So we were fucking exhausted. It was so hot here. But I need to remind myself that every show has to sound like it's the first show that I'm doing that day and I have to sound fresh as a daisy and enthusiastic. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. But I loved hearing all of those interviews again. Glenn Scarpelli was so great because he just told us so much, you yep. know? He's like, I just I stopped doing TV because I really wanted dick. <laughs> And, like, what other guest says that? Well, that and he didn't mind the incessant sexual innuendos and comments you were making. There was a lot of sexual harassment (laughs) on my part of him. Um, So I want to talk about, uh, I want to have a live staff meeting. And I want everyone's microphones up for this. Because I have a new decree. What is that? And this comes as a result of listener feedback. Honestly, I got emails from two different listeners, which is like half our listening audience, let's be honest. Yeah. That we are overdoing it with the drops and the sound bites, and particularly, the gay this one. is gay. Yes, I agree. That needs to go. This is gay. That we're going to play it one more time, and that's going to be the last time we ever hear it on the Adams. This show. is gay. That's it. It's dead. That's we've had a funeral for this is gay. I let, let me let me back up. I don't blame anyone except for myself. When we started the show, I said to Katie. I love sound. I want there to be lots of sound. I want applause and laughter and drum rolls and crickets and Romaine's, you know, ass open to the wind. I love it. That's the kind of radio that I've always liked. I love when Derek and Romaine use sound bites. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, and he's got Fred Norris hitting the the sound effects. I love it. Uh, And I still want to hear it, but... It has to work with what we're talking about, and This Is Gay adds Nothing. nothing to the show. So that's A. B, we can't ever play any kind of sound when we're on a fo- on the phone with a guest. It confuses the guest. They don't yeah. know what it is. They don't know where it's coming from. Uh, so I, I, I encourage you to still be fast and loose with, you know, whatever you want to play. Uh, just not during the phone interviews. And also when we have an in-person interview like Brian Balthazar was here. And I thought that was a really good segment, by the way. But there were a couple times when, like, he was talking and all of a sudden there was, like, a drop that interrupted him. And, again, he like, he didn't know what it was. He didn't right. know how to react to it. So I think we just have to be judicious in our use of uh, sound effects and drops and so forth. Um, may, may I get some comments and questions from the rest of you? Well, I think you rely too much on the Derek and Romaine sound effects. I think you need some of your own. Like, this is gay and, you know, bottom, bottom. All of those ones are things people already hear on DNR. I agree completely. So from now on, like, if we're going to play sound effects and we're not going to play them during the hosts, like, we need our own batch of drops and sound effects. And- I totally agree with you. And I, but, I, but that's going to take someone sitting down and going through the old shows and isolating them. And, I can, you know, I guess that person is me because yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a one-man band here. JB has pulled new sound effects. <gasps> yes, I have. He has? I totally have. Can I hear them? Yeah, totally. Now? Yeah. Yes. Just when you talked about reading an email that said we relied well, too well, much on sound effects. Well, this is the perfect, effects. but this is the perfect time this, to play them. Uh, but Surprise. 
wait, real quick. Speaking to that, I don't... Certain sound effects get overplayed. I agree, and I have that conversation after. But there aren't many to pick from, so to Jeff's point. Yes. But that's why we, JB and I had a discussion. Let's find more. He went, he, he trolled the, the internets. He found new drops he wants to play. This is music to my ears. But some people just don't like sound, sound effects effect. in general, so you'll always have those naysayers. And I'm okay with that. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I want the show to be the best that I think it can be. And, for instance, when we do like a story about a robber who didn't flush the toilet, you can hit that fucking flushing toilet a hundred <laughs> times. It just gets funnier and funnier to me. If someone out there doesn't think... <laughs> <laughs> if someone out there doesn't think that's funny, then, you know, maybe this isn't the show for you. But I, I, I find that that kind of repetition gets funny if it's during, like, a news story or a conversation. You know, but then yes. we can't just, like, have a toilet flushing randomly in the middle of a guest interview. No. <laughs> so let's hear these new sound bites, JB, that yeah. you've worked so hard to, to call. Totally. Okay, so... Is this. your mic on? Sort of. I, I would hope so. Okay, now I can hear you better. Okay, there we go. So, I have this one I just pulled today. Woohoo! Okay. Right. That's usually something I say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got this one. Yes! <laughs> That's long. But it's oh, good. Yes, queen! That one. I like the second <laughs> yeah, one Yeah, I like yes, queen. All right. Hold on. I got more. <laughs> Sorry, guys. By the way, call us at 844-TALK-DNR and tell us how you feel about sound effects and drops. I also played this one earlier. We were talking. <laughs> I pulled that one. Oh, that's yeah, that, Derek yeah, and Romaine Derek have Romaine, used that. Yeah. At Simpsons. I wasn't here for that, so I, I <laughs> do apologize. No one's chastising you, JB. Well, you man. suck! I have that. That's good. Hard to imagine when we'd use that. Mm. Maybe if we're trashing like a celebrity. Yeah, yeah probably more for trash talk. Mm -hmm. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, I love or that. when we're talking about Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel, yeah. I like surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Who is that? Um, I don't really know. There was there was a point in time where this black guy was just just doing surprise motherfucker, and he became a meme. Was it on Vine? Yes, it was on Vine. You know what sound effect you need? You need the one from uh, what's it called? Oh fuck, the one where he's like, "Say what one more time, motherfucker? Say what one more time?" From Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's Samuel it. L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Hard to imagine when we'd use that. Check and out the brains on bread. So how about like anything from this show, like things that Jeff has said or I have said? or? Well, no, I didn't really think of it that way to go into shows and pull out stuff from you guys. But now, now it's been said, it's something to think about. Please, because yeah. I love hearing myself more than anything, <laughs> as, as we can tell from this show. But anyway, I appreciate all of your work, JB, and I appreciate mm -hmm. your mixing in those audio, and I do not want you to stop. I just want to never hear This Is Gay again. And <laughs> oh, I already deleted from the iTunes library. Don't worry about <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. And to just mix it up and uh, and don't play it during the guest segments. Thank you. Okay. Um, Any other comments from the list two listeners? <laughs> yeah. That, that, oh, actually, one person on Facebook, Jeff, complimented both you and I. Ooh. Excuse me. Complimented both you and me, because me is the uh, the, the object of that prepositional phrase. Uh, we have a caller. Yep. Yes. Uh, 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 yes. Caller, you say what? <laughs> Oh, hi. It's just me from Cornville. Oh, how's it it's going, Charles. honey? Yes, Charles from Cornhole. How are you, baby? I'm fine, and I've been listening to you faithfully every weekend. No. And How do you uh, feel about sound I, effects? Um, I, It's one of those things where the that's gay, I have to say, is a little bit redundant. Mm -hmm. Um. So that, that one perhaps got overused, but... Uh, it, it's it's I think a learning curve at your end. The whole show is. <laughs> oh yeah, mostly absolutely. on my part. Yeah, well, you know, you're you're still cutting your teeth, as they say. Yeah, so. and and it's sharp. Um, well, how are things yeah. in Cornhole today? I'm sure you're not getting any sort of well, hurricane weather there. No, we're not. But you know what's funny is everybody's so weather conscious that we had a monsoon warning because every summer we get hot humid air up from mexico that can make for some flash flood kinds of circumstances and i uh was out and about on friday and they were saying oh you know the skies are going to open and the rain's going to come down and it's going to be a terrible deluge friday afternoon and I got home, and we didn't get a drop of rain. And then that. yesterday they said, it's going to be a huge deluge, and we didn't get a drop of they're rain. Co they're cock-teasing you with the rain. 
They really are. And in Arizona, really like when it rains, people run out and dance in the streets because it only happens like once every 10 years, right? Right. It's, it's one of those feast or famine kind of things for us because we either get not enough rain or we get all of it in 30 minutes and uh, all the dry riverbeds fill up and wash people away. So It's because God uh, hates Arizona. Yeah, can't win for losing. Yeah. But anyway, just wanted to tell you, keep up the good work, my dear. Thank I'm, you, Charles. You are clearly our most devoted listener, and sometimes I think our only listener. Um, although you well, were not, would... you were not one of the listeners who sent me those emails. So we have at least three. Right, right. That's tr- very true. I didn't, I didn't send you emails saying anything negative. So you don't send I, me emails. Well, you I, don't I, I, bring me flowers. I stalk you on Facebook all the time. All the time, but, uh, and I, I cherish uh, it. But you know that by now. Yes. So I, <laughs> you're a sweet, you're so a sweet anyway, and harmless it. stalker, and those are the kind that I like. There we go. So, and I, and I also consume your product. Oh well, that, I thought we weren't <laughs> going to talk about that on the air. <laughs> I have your CD and I love it. Yes, Adam Sanklai from the Stonewall and thank you, Charles. I love you. Keep listening. All righty. Talk later. If Bye. anyone else is listening, call us at eight four four Talk DNR, especially if you're in the middle of a hurricane. But as I was saying, there was uh, someone on Facebook who said they really enjoyed the Brian Balthazar segment, and they said Jeff was great too. And I said, hey, Jeff, look, you got a compliment. And you ignored <laughs> I saw it. it. Well, I mean, I saw it. What but why not just hit like? How much work is that? I thought I did hit like. No. Nope. Oh. Passive aggressive. So um, I want to tell this story that's going to take a little while. So everybody can just turn off their computer now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, this was a fucked up thing that happened to me. And since we haven't been together in three weeks, I don't know if any of you know about it unless you saw me post about it on Facebook. I had a horrible experience with Planet Fitness, and I hope that Planet Fitness hears about this segment, and I hope that they uh, cringe in shame. Okay, what was it? Here's what I, Do you not know the story? No, I didn't. Okay. So this was about two Saturdays ago, and I was working out at Planet Fitness, and I left, mm-hmm. finished my workout, I left, I went to go get a salad. I reached into my pocket, no wallet. I'm like, fuck. I run back to Planet Fitness. I was gone for a total of 15 minutes. Okay. I go I don't even stop at the front desk. I just run right into the locker room. I go into the locker that I had used. There's no wallet and I'm like, "Fuck!" like I actually yelled. And this guy next to me goes, "Are you looking for your wallet?" And I go, "Yes." And he goes, "I just turned it into the front desk." And I was like, "Oh my god, thank you so I, I hugged him. I go, "God bless you." Uh- I was so relieved. I run out to the front desk. This guy's standing behind the desk. His name is Bay. I go, "You guys have my wallet?" And he goes, no, nobody turned in a wallet. And I go, no, 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 this guy in the locker room just told me that he turned my wallet into you. He goes, oh, yeah, that wallet. He goes, we put it in the safe, but we can't get it out. What? I go, I'm sorry, uh, what? He goes, yeah, there's a safe that we're supposed to put all valuable belongings in, but we don't have the key, only our manager does, and he's not in. He won't be until tomorrow. You can come get it then. Oh, that's so stupid. And I said, I don't understand. I just left here. The wallet was just turned into you. He goes, yeah, but that's our policy. He goes, I need you to fill out a form. So he has me fill out this long ass form that looks like a police report of a crime as if this has been stolen. And I have to like list the contents of the wallet. And as I'm writing this, I'm, I go, I don't understand why I'm doing this. Nothing was stolen. Something was lost and found, turned in. I have no doubt that everything's in it. Right. He goes, well, we have to do this. It's, it's just you have to have it on record. So now I'm thinking this is shady as fuck. It is very shady. Especially because he acted like he didn't know what I was talking about, and then suddenly he did. Plus, like, who's ever heard of a safe that you can put things in? I have heard of this. I, I used to, when I worked in fast food, they used to have drop safes. And mm-hmm. if you were just like, you know, a shift manager and the next key holding manager wasn't going to be there for a couple hours, you were still supposed to collect money from the uh, cash registers and stuff and put it in the drop safe, but you didn't have the combination. Well, that's what it was, but I didn't, I had never heard of such a thing. So I kind of, I left. But I was very uncomfortable about the whole thing. And meanwhile, I'm leaving behind my driver's license, all my credit cards, my medical ID card, my unlimited Metro card that allows me to ride the subway, uh, cash. I, my entire life is in that wallet. I wouldn't have left. Well, so I get home and I post about it on Facebook, which is what I always do when I'm feeling befuddled. 
And like a thousand people commented and every single one was was like, go to the police. You are being robbed. Right now. There's right. a robbery exactly. happening. In progress. This is not normal. They can't lock your, your shit up for 24 hours. Go to the police. So I'm getting all riled up now reading the comments. Right. And I'm like, okay, let's be reasonable about this. Before I call the police, let me try to see if I can get in touch with the manager. I know the manager. His name is Carlos. He's a very attractive gay man who is usually there and always friendly and sweet. And I'm like, if he knew about this, he would at least be able to explain it better than, because Bay just didn't explain much to me. Right. He just was like, nope, can't get it back. So I call the gym. I go, hi, it's Adam Sank. I'm the guy that left my wallet. I really need to speak with Carlos. I know it's his day off. Can you please call him? Tell him it's urgent. Here's my phone number. Have him call me back. And it was this woman, and she was like, uh-huh. And like, she just acted like she, she couldn't care. give a shit. She took so care. an hour goes by, no phone call. So I call again. Same woman. She's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, um, Adam, Carlos, wallet. She goes, oh, yeah, I talked to Carlos, and um, he said to tell you he'll be in Monday. It- so now it's 48 hours oh, shit. that I'm supposed to wait for this shit. And also, I can't pick something up on Monday morning. Right. Normally, I have a job. I have right. a day job. But this particular Monday, I had jury duty. Oh, okay. And I also needed my ID to get into jury duty. Okay. So I go, okay, here's what's going to happen now. This is what I say to the woman. If I don't hear from Carlos by 4 p.m., I'm going to call the police and report that you all have stolen my wallet. Right. It's now 3.30. He has a half hour to call me back or I'm calling the police. She's like, okay. Hang, totally unconcerned. Right. She hangs up. Four o'clock comes and goes. I get on my bike. I ride to the police station, which is really close to Planet Fitness. It's okay. like a block away. So this hot cop is standing outside, and he's like, yo, what do, what's up? What are you doing? And I tell him the story, and he goes, mm, they're not going to do anything for you. But he goes, if you want, you can, you can sign in at the desk and then fill out a complaint form. Right. So I lock up my bike. I go inside. There's this long like log book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like number 56 and there's all these people like milling about because they've all had things stolen from them or they've been, you know, stabbed or something's happened to them. Right. And uh, and I'm like, this is stupid now. I'm just sitting here wasting my time. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, this like giant hot bald cop arrives and he goes, can I help you? So I go, yeah. And I tell him the story and he goes, they can't hold your wallet. Right. He's like, that's fucking crazy. And I go, that's what I'm saying. And he goes, all right, I'm going to send you back there with two of our officers. Okay. I go, really? I was so excited. I felt like I had won the lottery. I thought at most they would call them. Right. They're fucking sending two uniformed officers. But, and by the way, this is where I claim my white privilege. I have to acknowledge my white. Because this wouldn't happen in a different neighborhood. Right. Or if I, like, it was so, I felt so fucking spoiled. I'm like, I have not even been the victim of a crime necessarily. Well, certainly not a violent crime. And they're sending two cops over to deal with this. So- we go. We walk in together, and now I'm like all badass. I'm literally trailing right. these two police two officers cops. up to the front desk. Everyone at the gym is staring, like, "What the fuck has happened?" And they're like, "You have this guy's wallet?" And Bay's like, "Yes, sir. I have it. It's in the safe. I can't get it out." He's like, "Show us the safe. We want to see this safe." Right. So he pulls it out. It's exactly what you described, Jeff. It's a drop top. Yeah. Stuff goes in. You can't get it out. They go, "Where's your manager?" Well, he's off today. Get him on the phone. Exactly. So they get Carlos on the phone, and one of the cops, I swear to God, you would have thought he was my father. Right. He was like, you can't do this to him. What kind of customer service is this? He needs that wallet. Right. He's got to pay his rent. Right. He's got to, he needs his ID. And I can't hear Carlos' side of the conversation, but the cop is like ripping him a new asshole. He goes, you need to come in, sir. You need to come in and unlock that safe for this guy. You, what if you went on vacation for three weeks? Right. You're just going to let him wait for three weeks to get his wallet back? So- he, the guy, the cop hangs up and he's like, listen, I'm sorry, he's not going to come in. He goes, and really, there's been no crime here. I, 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 we can't do anything else for you. I said, you guys have already done way more than I ever expected. Right? Thank you so much. So they leave and I'm standing there and Bay is like freaking out. And he, I have to say, he was very sweet. And he's like, man, listen, I've had my wallet stolen. I know how awful it is. He goes, I wish we could do something for you, but we don't have the key. I said, I get it. I go, I can't get this tomorrow. If I send a friend to pick it up, will you give it to him? He goes, I will personally make sure he gets it. Just give me all your friend's information. So next day I go to jury duty and uh, we convict someone of a crime. And (laughs) 
unrelated. Woohoo! <laughs> it actually was go. a robbery. Right. It was a violent robbery. Okay. Um, and that's a story for another time. But anyway, uh, I had to have my phone confiscated by the bailiff. None of us could have our cell phones when we were deliberating. So it took me hours to even find out if this had all gone down. But I get the wallet back, and there's a text from my friend that says, I have your wallet, all your stuff's in it, your cash, everything's... Oh, cool. So I got it back. And then uh, I had, over the weekend, posted on social media like 10 times tagging Planet Fitness. Like, someone from Planet Fitness needs to call me now. Right. And of course, I didn't hear from anyone because they don't work over the weekend. So Monday morning, I get a call from this guy who's like in corporate Planet Fitness. Yeah. And... I tell him the whole story and he's like, sir, sir, I know, I know. And I'm like, no, 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 let me finish. Cause I wanted to make sure he heard like every detail. Right. And I said to him, look, if you're, if your employees were just following policy, I can't blame them for that. But if Carlos had just picked up the phone and called me and said, I'm sorry, I know this sucks. I promise you I'll be there first thing Monday morning. You know, well, how can I make this up to you? Here's $50. Take $50 from the register and you can pay us back because we know you have no money. Right. Like some kind of acknowledgement that I was in a really difficult situation because right. of their policy. And he's like, you're right. You're absolutely right. And the other thing is, if you find someone's wallet, my name and contact information it's is inside. on every page of that wallet. Like, make an effort. I'm in your system. Give me a fucking phone, phone call. call. You don't think I'm going to come back for my wallet? And the guy goes, you'd be amazed, sir. He's like, hundreds of people leave their wallets every year at a Planet Fitness and never come back for it. And I was like, well, then those people are That's on the run. Lot, right. <laughs> They're on the run from the law because no one in New York City or anywhere is not going to come back for their driver's license, their credit cards, their medical ID. Who wants to have all that shit reissued? You right. know? He's like, I'm very sorry, and I'm going to talk to Carlos, and I think he handled it poorly. So we get to the end of the conversation. He goes, is there anything else? I no, he goes, if there's anything else I can do for you, let me know. I said, you can give me a year's free membership. Right. Which, by the way, at Planet Fitness is it's only like, bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing. It's the cheapest gym. He goes, well, I can't give you a year. He said, I can give you three months. Okay. I said, I'll take it. Better than nothing. So the next day I worked out and there was Carlos. And I, th I meanwhile, I'm thinking the entire fucking gym staff hates me. Like they're just going to like... They're going to all be glaring at me till the end of the time. But Carlos sees me and he comes running out from behind the desk. He's like, hi. He's all like friendly and like yeah. bright eyed. And he's like, sorry about what happened. Um, I talked to my regional manager and we're definitely going to freeze your account for three months. So you won't have to pay dues. And I was like, great. And he goes, sorry about that. He's like, if I had been here, I totally would have. Uh, he goes, if I'd been in the city, I would have come in. And I, I just looked at him and I said, you should have called me. Right. And he's like, yeah, sorry. Wow. So that was it. So if you're listening, Planet Fitness, you'd have a better chance of them listening on Twitter. <laughs> no, I mean, than Facebook. You don't think they listen show. to the Adam Sarah I show? I didn't mean than this show. I Shade. meant other than Facebook. <laughs> no, I listen. would have tweeted my ass I off. I tweeted, I Fitness. Facebooked, I did everything I could. I called them. There's and then no I would have tweeted something like, Lunk Alarm is now going off. Lunk Alarm, Lunk yeah, Alarm. stupid Lunk they Alarm. They got my fucking wallet. Lunk Alarm. I mean, look, yeah. it's the shittiest gym in America, and that's why it costs $10 a month, and you get what you pay it's for. It's actually not that shitty. I mean, the equipment is usually pretty good. Do you They've go? tanning booths. I used to go. Well, yeah, they have tanning booths if you have the platinum membership, which yeah. is $20 a month, and I that's know. what I pay. I pay the full $20 a month. I get free guests whenever I want. Yeah. Is it a great gym? No. Is it the cheapest gym you can possibly find in this part of the world? Yes. Well, what do you mean by great? What do you need from a great gym? Like a steam room would be nice. Oh, you want the steam room? Well, that's why you got to pay. Towels the would be nice. Like 120 bucks. Towels, some Towels product. Nice. I mean, their soap smells like piss. The bathroom always smells like shit. It's kind of a shithole. My Planet Fitness is close enough that I don't need to to shower at Planet Fitness. Well, I don't either. But it'd be nice to have the option. And who you can't bring a towel then if then you have to like pack up your wet towel. Who the fuck wants to do that? I do it all the time. I don't care. Well, in any case, um it was uh it was an experience and it's over now and I'm happy to have my wallet back. I want to talk about one more thing really quick before we get our guest uh <laughs> to uh, our guest interview and that is there's a lot of bisexuality going on right now, Jeff. Yeah. Bisexuality seems to be the new trend. For a while, it was like everyone was trans, and now everyone's bi. And uh, so the first is this guy, uh, Daniel Newman, who's a really hot ginger actor on The Walking Dead. He um, basically 
told a People magazine reporter that he has this great boyfriend. Okay. And she like was like, he just came out. He's gay. And then he got upset and uh, he told the advocate, uh, let's see. People magazine said I was gay. I had just told the reporter about being bisexual and having girlfriends and things like that. And she was like, oh, cool. Are you in a relationship? And I was like, yeah, I have an incredible boyfriend. And she's like, oh, cool. It's awesome that you came out as gay. Newman let the comment slide at the time, but in hindsight, he wishes he would have corrected her. Blah, 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 blah. Right. So, and remember, we had Aaron Carter. Yeah. And we had Lil Peep. Yeah, that came out. And so now we have this dude, Daniel Newman. And then finally, we have this professional wrestler, Anthony Bowens. Now, Anthony Bowens actually came out as bi in March. And he is one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen. If you want to Google Anthony Bowens for the Spank Bank, you're going to like what you see. He is a beautiful, splendid black man. And he is another one who is bi, and it's very important that you know that he's bi, and yet he has a very serious boyfriend. Not and yet. I mean, that's what bi means. Bi means you could have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or both, right? He has a boyfriend named Michael Pavano, who's this adorable little blonde twink. Yeah, I see him. And I bring this up, A, to note the trend of bisexuality, and also because I want everyone to look at this YouTube video. The two of them recorded this back in March. This is when he first came out. And it's, uh, it's him and his boyfriend... And they're trying, they're having a contest to see who can keep water in their mouth the longest without laugh, without laughing. And they're watching a compilation of hilarious YouTube videos and they just keep spitting into this giant bucket. I see pictures. There's of something so endearing and charming and yet also a little bit titillating about it because they just keep spitting all over each other and spitting this water out. It, it will make you feel good, this video. So uh, it's called the Try Not to Laugh Contest with Anthony Bowens. And David Pavano, and I encourage you to watch. I almost pulled a clip from it, but it doesn't sound like much. It just sounds like, and then laughing. And maybe that would make a good soundbite, but probably not. Okay, speaking of spitting, our guest today rose to fame, or perhaps infamy, on Logo's train wreck of a reality show, Finding Prince Charming, which first aired a year ago this week. After three episodes, Sam Provenzano left in a most dramatic fashion, that included his spitting on fellow suitor Dylan. Here's a reminder of how it went down. My blood is boiling because I see Dylan going back to Robert and tattletailing like a child, and I'm pissed off. I'm not sleeping in my bedroom tonight. No, no, you're trying to play peace. I'm trying to. Uh... I saw it. He called me out again, and then I look like a ass. I'm done. Don't. So Sam flips his tits, jumps out of the hot tub, and starts yelling that he's had it, he's done. At this point, I know that there's no way to calm down Sam. The only person that can calm down Sam is Sam himself. So I kind of sit back and I enjoy the show. You know what? I'm just going to go home. I'm done. I left my mark. But unlike you, I'm going to actually leave. Let's talk. Come no, on. I'm done. I'm happy. You're not going anywhere. No, I feel good. Actually, I feel great. Where the f- is Dylan? So let me talk to you. Where the f- are you? Dylan! Where are you? And joining us live now is Sam Provenzano. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sam, oh, welcome Hi. to the ass. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm just reliving that moment. <laughs> laughing. I mean, it's been a year. It has. How does it feel when you hear all when you hear all that craziness again? I think it's funny shit. I mean, at least it made for good TV because the show was kind of boring without any drama. Because I mean, you have to you have to just laugh at it. Um, I don't know. I just I had a great time doing the show. Did you? Because to I me, really did I? I feel I like you were. If I were you, I would have been traumatized. No, I for me it was great. I mean, I've always wanted to be on reality TV and one of those people and uh, I've had friends that have done it and uh you know, I wish that the the bachelor or whatever the hell he was, the prince charming was more of a prince charming, but um or just charming in any way. And less of a prostitute. No, no, he wasn't. And it was just and he wasn't Shade. my guy, so I tried to stay in there, you know, and 
you know, to be on TV, and then I didn't even realize you got paid per episode, or else it would have stayed longer. But, um, <laughs> in other words, in other words, you walked out after only three episodes, and that's that was the end of the money. Yeah, that was the yeah exactly until the reunion show. So I thought I, I would have. I don't think I would have gotten chosen. Not that I wanted to be, but um, you know, I could have got a little bit more money. <laughs> now, Sam, you mentioned that you're a fan of reality TV. I am. So ob- and I am too. So obviously you know that on every reality competition show there's always one person who yeah. just turns into a crazy train wreck and yes. and you know leaves in the most dramatic fashion. When you went into this experience, did you ever think that that was going to be you? You know, I did. I I kind of wanted I had a feeling I was going to be in this house with 13 other gay men that I wasn't going to really connect with and it happened. Kind of, you know, at the time I'd made friendships after the show with, with those guys, um, some of the guys. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go in there and, and, and stir it up a little bit. And everyone was trying to be like this lovey dovey, we love each other. There was sister wives crap that they were doing with those four. They all like, I, I just don't understand how you can love someone when you first met them and they were all throwing the love word out like they were best friends and it was just too much to deal with. So I had to do something. So it sounds to me like you had an agenda going in and your agenda was not about finding love. Yeah. You know, it was about love. And then I saw him and I was like, Nope, I got to have fun. You know what I mean? Like I got to enjoy myself, you know, and I did have fun. They didn't show any of the good sides, you know, but that's reality TV. And I get it. I I noticed the, when me and Robbie had that slight, very quick altercation, which made it seem like it was this big thing. Um, I knew what they were doing. I find I just figured, hey, you know what? I know what's going to happen here. I'm going to be the villain of this show. So let's take it as far as we can. Yeah. Let me ask you this: uh, when when you were when you first saw Robert, and you said mm-hmm. you weren't into him, what had you been told about him? Had they given you any information, or you didn't even know which one was Prince Charming, I, right? I, I didn't know which one was Robert. And at first, when I when I first saw them, Al, I had a feeling, I don't know if you remember the show, it's only it's been a year, but I had a feeling that it was him, so I whispered to Robert, I bet that you are the, the Prince Charming. Um, and I thought he was kind of attractive, and I, I got along with him better in the in the beginning when I didn't know that he was the Prince Charming, when he never revealed himself. He seemed more humble at that point, and then all of a sudden when he was, I am the Prince Charming, it was like this Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. He just totally changed like uh in a dime which obviously that's what he does he can do that very easily being an escort um <laughs> exactly. sure he knows how to how to play the game and he played the game pretty well he he you know but um now when did you first games. find out that he was a hooker after the show aired and i was like oh my god it really ruined the tainted the show i mean because the blog Taint. got a hold of it and it kind of made a mockery of the show, and then you have a guy spitting, and it just didn't look like the best image of the show. Um, <laughs> you mean that's not yeah, how gay men want to be presented to the world? Yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just like any other stupid reality shows. People are giving it such a hard time. Uh, the gay community is a very, very judgmental community. Um, you think? And, you know, we like to criticize, and we'll criticize our own like any other show, so... We're very hard to please, you know what I'm saying? So even with the logos, uh, Fire Island, those kids got ripped Ugh, apart, too. So That was a disaster, you know, too. But, you know, it's like, what's a good show, then? What do you want to watch? Like a documentary? Like, no one, it's a reality show. So this isn't, you know, uh, what's that one show that makes you feel good at the end with the boss? Undercover boss yeah. or some shit. You well, know, this is not Undercover Boss. This is not, you know... A love fest. It's supposed to be a, a trashy reality show. Right. I mean, what? here's the problem with, with a gay dating show. And there's only been two, as far as I know. There's been Boy Meets yeah, Boy, right. where half the guys were straight, were straight. And they had that fag hag, Andra, who was, yeah, that on, was bad. on that there was for awful. no reason. And then you had Finding Prince Charming. And the problem with the premise is this. When you have The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you've got like 30 heterosexual guys competing for one woman, right? Or vice versa. Sure. sure. But when mm-hmm. it's a gay reality show, gay dating show... Who's to say that you're going to be more attractive to Prince, more attracted to Prince Charming than to any of the other guys in the house? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing is, when the show after the show aired, you know Lance Bass was going around, you know, doing the show press and stuff. He's like, oh, you never know what could happen with gay guys. You know, there's who could say that there couldn't be love in the house. We didn't know that. So I think if we would have been told that it's fair game, 
then it would have been a much better show because we thought we had to be focused on Robert and only Robert. Well, where in the meantime, I thought there were some attractive guys on the show. I did briefly hook up with one of them, and that's Chad. Yeah, which was, you know, whatever. It was a five-minute thing, you know, but we didn't want to get caught, you know what I'm saying? So So you you guys just made out? Well, yeah. Mm. Was there more? There was no... Was there oral sex? Yes. Yeah. Come on, we break news here on the Adam oh, wow. Sank Show. Yeah. Yes. But it was like five seconds, five minutes. Just five, five seconds of cop. Yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that's breaking news. Okay, so, I mean, this proves my point, that you, you go into this house and there's, what were there, 12 of you guys? Yeah. And you're all attractive and young and, you know, most of you had good personalities, some not so much. But there's other people in the house yeah. that you want to fuck, that you might want to date. And then or there's date, Robert, yeah. who just seemed so utterly bland and uninteresting in every way. But that's when you form, like, teams or, or whatever they call it, you know, like uh, alliances, right? And then you and your alliance yeah. can sit there and, like, pretend to fawn over Robert and then seek, sneak exactly. away to the, like, the confessional room and fuck around. Yeah. Well, and say- there have been, I guess, a, a couple other guys had said that they were approached by other guys in the house, but they were all too scared to do anything. Well, spe- I guess I wasn't. <laughs> so, were there other guys, do you, are you aware of any other inter-suiter hookups, or were you and Chad? I'm not aware, there were, I, as far, I know that there were approaches, but the person, those two, like, didn't do anything. They were nervous. I don't know what they did after the show. Wasn't um, Chad accused the- of trying to, to get with one of them? Yes. Yeah, with Eric, um, and I, I, I think he might have tried, or he said he didn't. I don't know. I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, I don't know why. Eric is very, uh, I can't, there's no, he's a, more of a private person, I guess, even though you do the reality show, whatever. Um, he just, I, I think that there was some truth to that. Um, and I, I don't think that um, Eric or Chad was, like, lying about it. Um, I think there was some sort of a sexual what a innuendo between each other for yeah. sure. I mean, it's only natural because you guys also were living in the same house and you didn't see Robert all the time. Robert was like no, sequestered yeah. in some bungalow somewhere with Lance yeah. Bass, and the two of them were probably yeah. fucking. So, yeah, uh, right. Oh, I want to get to um to to what happened specifically with you and Dylan because that's obviously mm-hmm. the, the really the only thing I remember from the show a year later. <laughs> Well, is, is like you spitting on Dylan <laughs> and also Chad's own meltdown. Like you and Chad were both kind of loose cannons. And, and I don't mm-hmm. remember anything else about the show. Well, um, that's the thing. Like if you're going to go on a reality show, and this is just my take, and I'm, I don't know any, everything about reality shows at all, but if you're going to go on a reality show, if you're going to cry, you got to really cry. If you're going to be angry, you got to be pissed. If you're going to be sad, you got to be sad. If you're going to be jealous, you got to show that jealousy. Right. You can't go in there and be shy and quiet like half those guys were. Like, you know? Yeah, some of, some of them show were I mean, emotion. some of them were pretty quiet. Robbie was obviously a star because he was so funny, but uh, there was no way Robert was ever going to choose him. He wasn't like a serious no. love interest. Yeah, and Robbie really wasn't interested in him. If all the people after the show, I see Robbie and talk to him the most. So yeah. Um, we get together quite a bit when I'm out in Los Angeles, so we've developed a really good friendship. He seems like a really cool years. person, and I'm and he, you know, he's the one that's sort of gotten more TV out of this. I see him popping yeah. up on on various things, and he's yeah, you know, he's a makeup uh, hairstylist. You know, he goes and does his thing. He's very talented, and uh, you know, he just does his thing. You know, and he does really well. Jason does well too. He's a makeup artist. You know, I have a different, totally different career. Um, you know working for a university and, and I can't just drop everything and kind of go out and do all these things. But, right. um, you know, it, it's interesting. So let's talk about Dylan because mm-hmm. as a viewer, here was my take. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that Dylan was a player. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily believe that Dylan is like a, a sincere or necessarily a great person. I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he's not, No, he's but not. I, but I never saw anything that would lead one to to the kind of meltdown that you had and certainly to to actually spitting in his face. So tell us what we didn't see. Oh, gosh, there was so much. It was like the first day um, he was just coming at me and telling me that I was um, homophobic and because I said fix your dress and he was saying all those things about me. He wouldn't let it go. Me and Robbie moved on. He would not let it go. And then he was starting shit, you know, off camera. We were trying to drive to this to the beach to play volleyball, and the guys just kept laughing and 
you know, there's certain times in reality TV where you have to be quiet and, and just shut up for a little bit for the producers to do their work. And Dylan wouldn't do it. So I, I said, I'm like, you guys are being really disrespectful to this poor PA that doesn't know, that's new to the, this reality TV. And they just kept, you know, really pushing this girl's buttons. And she was in tears. And I told them, and it was Dylan and some other guys in the, in the I, I, Dylan just kept doing it. And like, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Like, someone's trying to do their job. You're, you're making her feel stupid. Right. You know what I mean? And that really got under my skin. And we almost got to a physical altercation at that point. Um, and I controlled myself. I didn't want to hurt him. Um, so I kind of just backed off. And then we did that. He was just talking shit about me the whole entire time. You know, off, you know, we had on camera altercations. They didn't show anything. So, yeah, it was weird because it did look like it went from zero to 100, but it really did build. From zero to ten to and, thirty to fifty. <laughs> and how many days? It really did, Bill. How many days were you actually in the house together? I was there. Well, he obviously was there longer because you know, whatever reason. Um, I was there for like a week and a half or two weeks. So we were there together for like a week and a half or two weeks, and then I had to go back into the house and film. What you guys? This no one really knows this. I had to go back after I did my thing. I had to go back the next day and confront Robert. And tell him why I left. And was and that was, like, was that made to look like it had happened bef- before your departure? Uh, right after the departure. What they were going to do, they were going to be like, okay, we don't know if we're going to air the spit. So we're going to either have um, you talk to him and say why you're leaving, and then you're going to go into it and talk about the spit, and we'll decide which one we want to use. Um, so I just laid into Robert and told him you're fucking phony. Like you are the opposite of find- of Prince Charming. You are a wolf in sheep's clothing. You are, and they didn't show any of it. And I said, get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. So, and I just left the dressing room. <laughs> he didn't know what hit him. Um, he was there? It, yeah, he was, Robert was there, and he was, they were going to air it. They obviously didn't air any of it because I made him look stupid. Why would you not air that? That would be See, that would have been good TV. Yeah, and Lance is like, God help us all. Uh, and the producers are just like, Sam, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm just going with it. Um, and again, and you were was, you were playing it up, right? You knew what you were doing. I was, absolutely, I am. I am played it up. There is a side of me that is a very. I can be an asshole for sure if you're pushing my buttons, but to go to that far, I would never would do that. But um, it was either me at that point, though. The the anger was real. I was drunk as fuck. So, well, so that's what I was going to ask you. So, in the minutes leading oh up God. to the spitting, oh. how much had oh. you had to drink? Were you on any other drugs? And oh what God. was going through your head? When you spit on another person, I, I don't do drugs, so that was good. So I was clear of drugs. I've never been into that. I love to drink when I can, uh, especially when you're living in a mansion and you're off of work. It was like vacation time right. for me. Um, so I'm drinking, I'm boozing up. You're in the hot tub. They say when you're in the hot tub, you get even more drunk. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, so I just, I completely just was like, you know what? I'm leaving, so I'm going to leave it the bang. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to punch him in the face or something like that just to really say goodbye in a really crazy way and then i thought about him like well i love flavor of love and i love i remember pumpkin spit on new york on new york so like, yes i'll just do that that's why so i didn't even do anything unique to be so honest you, with you yeah it, was, it, it, it was really shady. was premeditated you knew you were yes. going to spin on this person i did i did i did and which is not nice i mean that's shady well but, also yeah. sam you have to know that the optics of a white guy spitting on a black guy are not great <laughs> yeah, but that didn't go into my mind. I don't, I, I can't, I'm not going to be that person that doesn't say I don't see color because I hate when people say that. Um, that's a racism in itself. Um, we have to be aware of our different, of different people and, and different skin color and different races and different everything and, and religion. Um, but no, that, that, that's a great spin and people did try to spin it that way. I'm surprised it didn't go further than it did because I could see where people were coming from, but. I know. I mean, what, it's. It, it I, I'm not accusing he was just you. An asshole. I'm not accusing you of having racist intent. I'm just saying oh, no, no, no. it is a. It's. It's pretty powerful to see that on television. Yeah. You know, given yeah. the history of the world. Yeah, but I would have spit on him if he was white or or Chinese or he would have got punched anyway. He was either a punch or. You're an equal opportunity like, spitter, is what you're saying. Yeah, you know, so, I wanted to just do something crazy, and I did, and uh, I don't. I. Do I regret it? Uh, no, I don't really care for the guy, and I've seen him around since, and 
You know, I, I apologize. I, I'm not going to crucify myself over it. You know what I mean? Well, let's listen to your quote unquote apology from the reunion special. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You were the master manipulator. You poked and poked and poked and poked at me until I broke. But you Sam, got what you wanted. Sam, who taught you how to Let's iron? get to this who, first. Who was the Let's only person that walked first. up to you and helped you iron your clothes? Who was the only person that walked up to you every date and asked ask you, were you okay? Are you ready for your date? None of these guys. I didn't, Dylan that's not was. True. Dylan no, no, was. No, 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 roll, no. You want to roll back the tape? Let's roll back the tape. Because I was the only person. Did I not You came up after the act and before the date you had. Wishing me a Good luck. We just got yes, into it. Well, You're wishing me luck. That was a bunch of bull. We did not just get in. We got into it one time. No, we got into it. Face. You came at me multiple times, and other people saw it, and no one else did anything, which really got me upset. Well, that's not what however, said after you left. However, though. however, spitting on you was wrong. I apologize for the spitting. I do. When you guys are taping that, do you? Talk mm-hmm. to each other before or after, or do you, is there just complete hostility? No, you're talking. You're not supposed to talk, but we're talking. Like me and Robbie got into it. We're like, "Ooh, that was good. Good job, Sam." You know, it's like. No, but you were know, you and like, do you and Dylan talk at all? I do not talk to Dylan. That the feelings are very much. I think he is a manipulator. I think he's a bad person. I don't wish ill on him, but he is not someone I want in my life, and um, we don't get along at all. Um, but again, what you didn't sh- when I tried to apologize a million times on that reunion show, he got a book out. He had a book and started re- pretending to read the book while we were filming <laughs> as I'm apologizing. So again, you didn't see that. Why so wouldn't why they show it. that? I mean, who are these producers? Do they want to kill any interesting moment that they can? I, I don't know, but that was really and that pissed me off. Like someone, you're trying to apologize genuinely for the spitting. I don't apologize for anything else. I still feel. I don't, I don't like him as a person. I do not want him as a friend. I think he's a shitty person in general, or he was shitty to me. So in that case, that's true. Spitting, sure, I shouldn't spit on him. But you know what? It happened. What am I going to do about it? What do you want me to do? You know, I'm just fascinated like, that, you, that you consciously made a decision to essentially pay homage to Flavor of Love. Because yes, it, I did pay homage. That has been brought up. And, uh, and it's... Jeff, what are you trying to tell me? I was just saying, uh, not just what the time it is. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. We have about, we have eight minutes left. Um, there's so much more I want to talk to you about. Okay, I want to play one more soundbite from the reunion. Okay. Because I feel like this was the one moment where we really got to see your vulnerable side. And hmm. it made me feel a lot better about you. It made me feel like this is like a, 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 you know, a real human being with a real heart who's going through some shit. And this may have actually um, led to the behavior that we saw. Let's listen to this. Mm-hmm. When I was in the closet, I would make fun of myself so badly and so badly so no one else can make fun of me. And now, you know, I think that's affected me today because I don't have the confidence that people think I have. I just like made fun of myself for so many years and I thought that was a good thing to do. And then, you know, I'm, I'm not taken seriously and then I don't take myself seriously and then I yell at people. I don't know. Whatever. I'm Italian. (laughs) (laughs) But But like, I think don't make fun of yourself. I wish I could take it back. I mean, that's kind of powerful. Yeah, I mean, it was very true. Uh, That wasn't a uh, staged one. You know, I can admit when I'm trying to do something um, for the TV. Uh, No, that's very true. I mean, I still... When I was coming out of the closet, it was Sam, be the funny guy, be the funny one, life of the party, you know, that was how I handled myself. And then when I came out, it was still like that. It was like trying to be funny, trying and my friends to make jokes. And I love my friends and they're all mostly straight guys and girls. And, you know, now we have this great relationship for so many years, but it was always, that was my way of saying, you know, I'm going to make you guys laugh and then you're going to get to know me better and, and. You know, but at the same time, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you don't really take yourself seriously. I've always, and if you have a bad day, God forbid, Sam's not happy and smiling, then it's like, what's wrong with Sam? But do you so feel that, like that that what's really behind sort of your bluster and your like the antics that we saw on the, that we saw on the show is really just like insecurity and pain? Yeah, I, that's a way, good way to say it. Uh, but however, I mean. I do have, I, I, and I, you know, I'm Italian. I, li- I wear my heart on my sleeve. If, if someone needs me, I'm going to be there for them. If someone, if someone goes after me or my family or my friends, you, I'm coming for you. If I lose, I lose, but I'm going to go for you. Um, that's just how I am. That's how I was brought up. I've, you know, I'm very lucky to have a great family, but we're very strong individual people. Um, 
So I just, you know, and, and then, but again, you know, I can't say it was all, I knew what I was doing at some points, but some points it was all real. So, uh, you know, I was going in there. I, when I, when I saw it was Robert, I was just like, let's just have fun. And then I had, did have a person coming at me time and time again on the show and he wanted a reaction. He got the reaction and, um, you know, I don't know what he was so surprised about, whether it was a punch or spit, you know, it, it was good. He wanted something to happen to him and he got what he wanted. I left the house and the, and the, the rest is boring history after I left. <laughs> it really is. Well, uh, in the time remaining, I just have to bring this up. Chad went off on Robert on Instagram. Yes. He accused him of continuing to be a hooker. Yep. Embezzling $40,000 from Atlanta Rainbow Crosswalks, mm-hmm. uh, stealing Rolexes off the nightstands of his hookups, <laughs> oh, actively pursuing Chad, Brandon, Eric, and Paul right after the show wrapped. That's true. That is very true. I, I mean, there's a lot here. Some of those are criminal charges. And as far as I know, Robert has never responded. Like, first of all, what's up with Chad? Is he a total train wreck as well? You know, I mean, Chad wears his heart on his sleeve a little differently than me. I think after the show, he lost his job supposedly because of the show. And, yeah. you know, I just think, you know, he doesn't have that. I, I think he's be- he's much better now. I got to see him in Los Angeles. He's in a much better place. Um, I want to see the two you of know, you I together. Mean, I want to see the two of you have your own reality show where you both just act insane. Yeah, I, yeah, act insane. I can definitely act insane. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, it's like even doing this interview now, I'm back into the Sam Prince Charming mode, you know, and right. being aggressive. And, you know, so it's kind of weird to get back into this feeling of anger kind of thing because <laughs> uh, it's not me on a, on a regular basis. But, um, you know, but there are people you're just not going to get along with. And there's some people that I still talk to from the show. There's some people I never want to see again. And, you know, I, I guess if I was going to do one thing, I should have done the whole Eric and Brandon boring as fuck kind of thing and just kind of skate around watch everyone else self-destruct and then come out i guess i could have done that but then i wouldn't have been fun for me you know what i mean i i need to have my voice heard you know well i think it's they played it well i find it it fascinating that you made a decision you made a conscious decision like i'm not into this guy so i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna like have some fun and be a reality star i think that's and and the fact that you're honest about that makes me uh admire you a lot because most people are like, I really wanted to find love, and you know, it just eluded me. And you're like, I did. I wanted love so badly. I really thought that maybe not on the show, but maybe after the show, I would get some people. Maybe, oh, I saw you on TV. You know, blah blah. And it did happen. And none of them I was really interested in. But uh, you know, it does happen. But yeah, I'm still single. I still will do it again. Absolutely. That's amazing to me. To. You would, if you were offered another reality show, you would, you would do it. I would do it again, and I would really go in there being, okay, Sam, you need to just be yourself this time around and not be extra. <laughs> right. You know, um, I was just extra. And, you know, call it what it is. It, it was it was a little too much. And uh, I, I need to just be be the person that people see all the time. And I, and I definitely wasn't. But there is that side of me. Don't get that wrong. Well, I'll, tell, am, you, I'll, I'll tell you this, Sam. I tweeted at a lot of the guys during the show just because I have no life. And uh, most of them blocked me, and you were one of the only ones who actually responded, even when I said stuff that was kind of bitchy. So I give you credit yeah. for that, and I give you, you roll tre- with it, man. Yeah, and I give you tremendous credit for doing this interview and other interviews that you've done. Um, that's all the time we have. But thank you so much for coming on the Adam Sank Show, and I wish you the best of luck in in love thank and you life. Thank you so much, and hopefully we can meet to get meet sometime. And and I really appreciate it, and I'll share your show even when I'm not on it. Please do. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Sam Provenzano, everyone. Give it up for him. Come on. Thank you. All right, you guys, that is our ask today. Next week, we will have another live show, Jeff. No recorded show. We are live next week with porn star and mogul Michael Lucas. uh, Let me tell you. He is celebrating 20 years in the adult entertainment industry, and I'm going to try to get him naked in this studio for the interview. He won't do it. Because you don't think? No. I want to see that. He's never done it for Derek and Romain. I want to see that Michael Lucas penis. Um, so don't forget to tune in next week. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Adam Sank. You can ask me anything or give me feedback at uh, Adam at AdamSank.com. Download my comedy album, Adam Sank, live from the Stonewall Inn. Subscribe to Derek and Romaine. Their show is fabulous. It airs Monday through Friday. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Stay safe. Stay dry. Have a great week, bitches. 